Today's episode is sponsored by Relief Factor. Pain from everyday living, exercise, or just getting older is one of the leading causes of trips to the doctor and sleepless nights. It interferes with daily activities and can even keep us from spending time with people we love. If you have everyday pain, it stands to reason you need something you can feel comfortable with taking every day. That's why doctors invented 100% drug-free Relief Factor. Now, tens of thousands of customers are using Relief Factor every day to become mostly or completely pain-free. 100% drug-free Relief Factors features four key ingredients that each work on a different metabolic pathway to support your body's natural healing process to respond to pain and inflammation. Now you can try to Relief Factor too. The three-week quick start retail price of almost $70 is now available to our listeners for just $19.95. So head to the link in our show notes to find out more. Start your journey to a better health and less pain today with Relief Factor. What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. Hey, guys. What's up? It's MJ. Hope everybody's having a great Wednesday. Um, tonight, my Bruins play for their lives. Uh, hockey playoffs. If they lose tonight, they're out, which I'm going to probably cry about. So everybody don't mind me, like, hysterically crying tonight if we lose. Um, I'm deep in a writing cave right now. I'm hoping that soon I'll be able to tell you guys um, about what I'm working on. But uh, other than that, I haven't really been up to much. So, ma'am, what's going on in the book world for you? Not much. Um, I feel like I keep repeating the same books because I just don't have a lot of signups right now anymore. Like, because I've been uh, taking more me reading time, like focusing yep. on myself. So, but Amy Alves is releasing the forever plan one Thursday. So by the time you're hearing this, it is out. So go get it. Um, my buddy Harlow Ray is releasing something like hate on Thursday as well. Um, I really think that's it. Um, I'm trying to think of any books that I've read that I haven't already talked about. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I haven't really been reading much either because I'm in the cave. So it's not like it's like a, you know, anything. Do we have anything that we can announce on the podcast, Stevie? Um, so we can give away the fact that next monday claire ray will be here um next thursday jay bankston bankston will be here and if you know her it's because she has a series called cake which is now being optioned into television Ooh, that's cool yeah so she'll be here to talk about that a little bit of what she can give away um next tuesday we are releasing a special release day episode for Monica Robinson and Rachel Van Dyken, and they will both be here. Yeah, super um, And KK Allen will be here too that week. So that's really it for right now. But um, if oh, so a couple things. July fourteenth, we are announcing a huge announcement. If you are not signed up to help promote it, please help us because I need it to save my sanity. Um, and two, we launched our Patreon yesterday. Whoop, whoop, which is super exciting super exciting yeah so if you have not seen we have five tiers ranging from a dollar to forty dollars um the four the forty dollar one including a signed paperback every month from a surprise author um including our book club and a special live with mj and i every month um scheduled depending whether or not we can get a q a with the author we'll play that one by ear depending on whose author is that month um but you have five tiers to choose from and we hope that you'll come support us because look making a podcast seems cheap at first but it's not (laughs) for a while so yeah (laughs) so we'd appreciate all the support (laughs) we can find but i mean even if you can't you know fork up the money fork up is the wrong word if you can't if you don't have the money to support you can support us by listening subscribing and if you want to leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to that also would be super awesome if you guys could do that 
and tell your friends like that's another good one is telling your friends to listen to us exactly that's another thing so i'm just gonna read this bio and uh we're gonna hop right in with the author that we are going to be speaking to today um i am new to her books so and i haven't as i said i am in the flipping cave so we're working on that but um I'm going to go ahead and read this and then we'll hop right in. So Laura Pavlov writes sweet and sexy contemporary romance that will make you both laugh and cry. She's happily married to her college sweetheart, mom to two awesome, almost grown kids, and a dog whisperer to a couple crazy Yorkies. Laura resides in Los, An Las Vegas, where she is living her own happily ever after. After, We're super excited to chat with her, so let's head on over there. Thank you so much for joining us, Laura Pavlov. We are so excited to have you on the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. So how are you? How's the weather where you're at? You know, we've just hit triple digits, so we definitely oh, no. in the heat, but I'm used to it. I love it. I This weather is, you know, yeah, not a big deal to me anymore, so I enjoy the sunshine. I prefer it in the 80s, but you know, this is like our winter to most people. Oh my gosh. Hoping you have side like, and hoping you have air conditioning. <laughs> Everything is air conditioned here. Exactly. I would I would die. I like cold weather, so I think that I would probably melt. Literal, literal snowman. Um, but we're gonna hop right into questions and I'm gonna let Stevie take the question, the first portion of the questions. So without, because I talk way too much. So Stevie, without further ado, go on and take it, lady. She's also, she's also passing them to me because I've read all these books. Yes. Listen, oh I just want to say- Thank you so much. I just want to say that they are all, my, the Montgomery brothers are on my Kindle, okay? I'm just, oh, haven't gone around to it yet because I am in the middle of, of, of writing, so. <laughs> But as soon as I'm done, get that. and it is hard, I do not get to read as much as I want to read anymore. And when you're, you know, it, it's really tough between edits and then you're writing something else. So no pressure. I so understand that. But I have purchased them. They are on my Kindle. So Aww, you've thank got you. <laughs> you're very thank you so much you're very welcome. All right, Stevie, go ahead. Okay. So the Montgomery brothers is what we're going to start with. And that is okay. the three brothers and it's Ford, Harrison and Jack. And along with Harley, Laney, and Monroe, who I, I love Monroe. I don't know what it is about her. Um, what, oh, I, love her too. I know she's just, I don't know what it is about her personality. That yeah, she, she, just, she had more to her, I think, than people thought. She, yes. you know, she, she had a little more depth there. She seemed a little, like she wouldn't have, but I, and he needed a, a girl like that, I think. Yes, he did. That was true. It brought out the best in him, I think. Yes. So what was your inspiration behind this entire series? When I wrote the Montgomery Brothers, I had just finished More Jade, that series, which was like a college romance. And I wanted to write something contemporary, a little bit older. Um, and we lived in San Francisco for a year when my kids were young and I loved it there. Still one of my favorite cities. I love Napa. So I knew I wanted to do that setting. And they just kind of came to me, you know, I just, I wanted to do a brother series and they just kind of wrote themselves. They were, they were definitely, when I was finishing the last series, they were invading my thoughts and I kept pushing it away. So I knew I was going to do brothers, but they just kind of came, came into their own. I love, I love, I love. Me too. Now each book does have its twists and turns because you see Harley with her biological mother. Right. And each of those girls is very strong, but with their issues. Right. So what made you want to highlight their issues? Um, I think, you know, I'm surrounded by a lot of strong women and I have, um, I come from a large family. I have three sisters and two brothers and, um, yes, <laughs> big families. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. You're the first person who's been on because everyone's like, oh my God, I write, you know, like big families. Cause I don't come from one. And I'm like, I, I do Lord Jesus. I do. And so, you know, the dynamics and, and siblings, my siblings are all amazing. And, you know, you love each other, you drive each other crazy, but you're always there at the end of the day. And, oh yeah. um, so I, I think as far as the heroines go, 
I just think most people have things in their life that have happened to them. You know what I mean? People live through things. And I think it's important to show that you can go through things and still be okay and still come out strong and fierce and um, capable of, I mean, they had some pretty intense things happen, but they yeah. were all capable of love, you know, and finding that and trusting again. And even when you have hurts and things happen, you can, you know, when you find the right person, I think you can get back there again. So I like, I definitely like having heroines that are strong and um, there's a lot more to them than you might think when you first meet them. Oh my God, the series is going to kill me. <laughs> oh no, I'm so excited. You're so sweet. Um, is there any plans to revisit the Montgomery family? Okay, so I just released, which is so funny. I wrote Monica Montgomery, the mom. Mm-hmm. I wrote a little novella for her for an anthology and it didn't end up happening. So I just, um, it's free. It's on my Instagram, like the link, it's on book funnel. And Ooh. so everyone can read it. And it, it gives you a little glimpse of all the boys and their wives in the future and get to find out what Jack and Monroe are having because they ended it, they were pregnant. So you, you get their baby reveal in that book. And um, you get Monica, you know, the mom had been through so much losing her husband and she's been alone for a long time, but she gets her happily ever after, which was fun. That is on my Instagram. There's a link that takes you to the book funnel and it's free. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah, it was a character. She's around 50. So she's my age. And um, I didn't know how that would, if people would be interested, but so far the feedback has been great. I think it was, people like to see someone get a second chance, you know, cause she was so young when she lost her husband and she's been alone. And so I wanted her to get to find, you know, love again. I just love this like redemption of <laughs> giving everybody. Like, <laughs> I do too. Hitting I me do too. I love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna be honest with you. I love books. Like I love I like I know that some people probably wouldn't but I guess like when the characters like you know a little older like a mom and like you've kind of right. like in a series like that where she's kind of like a pivotal character I'm a right right and I feel like it, that's awesome like for example I feel like it's a lot like uh I, there's this book where the grandmother is like a really big piece of it and the grandmother has this story of this lost love right that she right. told her um granddaughter and it like tethers into like the relationship she's going through right so it's like a metaphor oh, I, I love that and at the end grandma's lost love comes back and i'm like now where's grandma's book right right <laughs> it's tricky because i didn't know if anyone would want a book but yeah, it was, it was actually super fun to write because I think, yeah, you can find love at any age. You know what oh, I mean? Absolutely. Everyone deserves to be happy and most especially in fiction. You better find their happily ever after. If oh, you're yeah. Why am I reading this if people don't get their happily ever after, okay? Right. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Same. So we're going to switch gears and go into the Willow Springs series, which I am caught up on. You are? Yeah, I am caught up. I finished um tangled all i've heard about is this <laughs> magic willow thing for literally the past like four days and i'm like what are you talking about but yeah i have to i have to add to all my tbr that makes me so it. happy so for readers who haven't read the willow springs can you give them what they can expect from the series okay yes. so willow springs is it's a small town romance about five best friends the magic willows um, their names, their first initial, they did this when they were young, Mora, Addie, Gigi, Ivy, and Coco, spells magic, and they called themselves the Magic Willows, and it's, it's each of their love story, and what I loved about it is, um, because I, I do love that YA age group, so I started it as seniors in high school with book one, and that was a, you know, YA small town te in Texas, football, um, oh, coming of age, football. Uh, lots of football, coming of age stuff, but then each one takes place, Tangle takes place the next year in college, but then the next three, I just finished Mora's book and sent that off to my editor last night, so that feels really good, um, and that one will be their seniors in college, and then Coco and Ivy's books will be out of college, so you really get to see these girls 
that's such a, you know, big age from like 18 to 25 where so much changes and happens, but they always come back to like, they're always there for one another and they are in every book. All five of them are in there supporting the other. And um, so I think it's a book, you know, a series about small towns, but you know, friendship is huge. Family is huge. First loves. And, and then they're all, they all have their different tropes. The um, love triangle was the first and brother's best friend was Gigi's, which was a super fun one to write. And then the third one is Mora's book is a enemies to lovers. They're like rival families that you kind of hear about in the first two books. It's going to be a fake romance. And then Ivy's will be a second chance romance. So you get all the different tropes in the series, which is fun. I just bought both of them. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'll send them to you. If you, if you email me your address, I'll send you the. Oh, already bought them. Already bought them. Back. Like, I already bought them. I know. So like, okay. So I feel like there's just something. So obviously I've never grown up in Texas, but I am from the South. Okay. And so there is just something like, I, I don't know if you ever watched the television series, Friday Night Lights, but yes, this was compared to that. And I was so happy. Yes. Okay. So there is a vibe that goes along with like the Texas football and the small town and, you know, right. like all of that. And I right. love that vibe. Oh my God. I love that vibe because so, when I started yes. watching Friday Night Lights, um, Briggs is, is literally the love of my life. Like I would literally, I would, Riggs is the love of my life. Like I would literally oh my gosh. sell my Texas soul. forever. Oh yeah, Texas forever, baby. I would literally. I love his voice. I love him so much. Oh my God. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. I'm here for it. I literally <laughs> love it. So not me going to go like binge that because I am not writing today. So just going to jump. I wasn't it. kidding when I said that these books were good. Like these two books were good. I wasn't aware that it was like an ongoing series and there's only two books. You have Frayed and Tangled, right? That, that are both out. Right now. And then um, Ch um, Charmed comes out August 27th. Okay. <laughs> too far so behind i can catch up with that in like today i can catch up with that today i'll be ready. i finished both books in, in less than a week oh yeah i'll be here i i read books like a machine so i got so, it so and, the then, and then i'll message you and be like ma'am <laughs> gotta have a conversation because i feel like this is, are they gonna cry the first one i i cried Oh God. Okay. All right. Yeah, they get a little emotional. All right. Great. I'm so. Excited. I'm not kidding when I say I started this book and I had told Laura when I started it, and I stayed up until three o'clock in the morning just so I could finish it. That's me. That's so nice. That just is like the best compliment. Thank I love you. It. Um. So, Fraid is book one, and that is Jet and Addie's story. Um, right. Addie's the girl who has everything planned out for her. She comes from a a very well-known family right and jet is kind of the kid who's on the other side of the tracks right. um where did you get the idea for addy and jet's love story i honestly don't you know they just kind of came to me i knew i wanted to do a small town and i had this um vision of like two kids that have known each other their whole life but kind of in different worlds and um I think it's fun to, I think it's common that young kids can be really, you know, their parents have such an influence over them. I think that's the norm. And I, I think in Addie's world, that was such a big thing. Her mom really had her life mapped out. She was kind of her perfect little, you know, daughter, unlike Clem. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she was great. She was a little rebel, but I think that is hard because I think a lot of kids, I mean, even on different levels, you know, they want to please their parents so badly and mm -hmm. she really wanted to. And then she kind of started coming into her own, which I think happens around that age where you start realizing, I mean, I have two kids and I know they, you know, I've been through the teenage years and they're both out of college now, but where you kind of come into your own and you, you start figuring out what you want. So they just kind of came in my head and I, I knew that I wanted two different worlds to kind of come together and um, oh, they that. were so great together. They really um, loved each other and I wanted to show that that can, you know, conquer 
all those obstacles, but it was definitely work for them to get together. I love it. I love it. See, that's the thing is like, I feel like middle school, middle school is terrible. I thought I hated fucking middle school. Middle school is like where you are starting to realize like a little bit like who you are, what you like, like that kind of thing. Right. Cause you're starting to develop hormones are happening. You're, You're starting to, you know, grow obviously but that's where you're like learning your interests but then high school is where you navigate all of that shit right, right. so it's right. like god i listen i i literally had this conversation on the last podcast we had <laughs> like i did like i have an issue like so i love i love like young adult and that kind of vibe new adult oh, y-a-n-a me too love it i enjoy the angst that comes from like the back and forth and the obstacles and all of this thing right but it's right. like some people they're like oh like you know the back and forth is too much and like why couldn't they have just communicated better because they're in high school right you have to remember that that's so such a emotional time too and yeah think that like senior year in high school going off to college I know for me who I was when I left for college and then it was like a whole new world because I was so sheltered And I think that that's common, you know, kids go away and then you kind of start figuring out who you are and what you want. You've been told for so long, I think from, especially in the type of family she was in, it was all kind of mapped out for her so young, who she would be that um, she had to kind of find her way. And that was where the title came in, like frayed, that it's okay to fray. It's okay to get a little bit lost and make mistakes and it isn't perfect. And what you, you know, how you learn and what you do with that is, you know, such a big part of who you are. So I'm so excited to read this. I can already, I can already see now she's going to have, she's going to love Clem and she's going to, she's going to love Clem, I think. Clem definitely was a surprise character. I hadn't expected her to be um, exactly who she was. I thought she'd be kind of a minor character, but she really, she kept stealing the show. Sister? People really loved her. She's the sister. Oh, bro. I'm telling you right now, Addie is my little sister, Aubrey, and I'm going to be Clem because you said rebel. It's me. It's me. Oh, Aubrey. yes. Then you will love Clem. I'm here for it. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Now, Tangled is the one that's the most recent release, and this is Gigi and Gray's book, um, Brothers Best Friends. Right. What was your favorite part about writing Gigi and Gray? You know what's so funny? They that book I think is my favorite book I've ever written for for whatever reason. I just loved both of them. I loved him, and it was an easy book to write. I you know some books are just easier, and their story like they just really took charge of their story, and so much of it like there were so many turns that I hadn't even realized were going to happen. But I I like that trope. You know, my kids are 20 months apart. So they were only one school grade apart. My son is a grade ahead of my daughter. And it's a fun trope for me because I've witnessed it. Like he has so many rules that she can never date any of his friends and super, super protective. And it's like become a joke. His friends have pretended to be dating her. They've done like, they did a social media announcement that they were dating and we all waited and we saw him see it. And he, you know, was like, oh my gosh, this was in high school. And it was a joke, but I was like, it's a fun trope because I think it's common that siblings don't want their friends dating their brother or sister. And Chase is really protective of Hannah. So it was an easy trope for me to wrap my head around. And, um, and, and they had such good chemistry. I loved their banter and how much he tried to- Get under her skin. Into his feelings, you know? <laughs> I literally, like, where are these people finding these good-looking sibling friends? <laughs> I, My brother has none, so. I think it's because I'm the oldest. So, obviously, all of my siblings are younger than me. So, it's just like, no. Gross. No. But, I mean. Yeah, see, they're younger. We're pretty spaced. I mean, I think. I mean, the closest sibling to me is like four, four years, like uh, younger than me. So, I mean, that would probably be the most plausible, but even then I'm just like, no, 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 No. it seems to work good. If you have an older brother. Yeah. I mean, with friends who are a little bit older. Oh yeah. um, It's so forbidden. You know, the friends are warned and it makes it it's so funny so that it's a fun trope to write for sure I I haven't done one I think writing like 
a, a best friend's brother would be fun too, to see the dynamic with the two girls versus the two boys where, you know, that it was just like with guys, it's so different. It's like, you're not allowed to date her period. So. Yeah. And I'm so mad at my father for not having an older brother. <laughs> <laughs> so angry at my dad. <laughs> That's hilarious. So if, here's my favorite question. If the Montgomery Brothers series was to be made into a TV or movie, yeah. who would, what celebs would you cast as their roles? Okay, so I thought about this. I know it would be, I would love that so much, of course. Um, have you guys watched The Last Kingdom? Last Kingdom. I don't think I have yet, no. Okay, you have to Google. His name is Alexander Dreamin. Dreamin or Dreamin. So I would pick him for Ford just because when you see him, you'll, he's just so beautiful. But Woo! he plays like, oh yeah, he's, he's really, he's on, he's the star of The Last Kingdom. I think I'd make him Ford. He's just got the eyes and he's just my so man is pretty. <laughs> he really I is for that one. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really gorgeous. And Harley, maybe I don't know. It is hard because it's hard with ages. I mean, they're in their 20s. So um Selena Gomez might make a great Harley. She's pretty, you know. Her. I love her too. She's beautiful. Harrison would need to be someone really sweet, maybe Chris Pine and Lainey May, like Reese Witherspoon would have been <gasps> perfect in her 20s because she's so southern her. and cute. And, um, but I think um, maybe Chloe, do you guys know Chloe Grace Moretz? She's a cute yes. And then Jack would need to be someone great. Like he's one I, I can't even think of. Maybe, maybe um, um, what is his name? Ryan Reynolds. <gasps> oh, I would so buy that if it was him. I I love him. And then um, um, Montgomery could be Victoria Justice kind of has that look, that wholesome girl next door. But yeah. I mean, I'd be happy with that. I mean, I would just the be- possibilities are in this. <laughs> so what is next for 2021? Oh my gosh, so much going on. So I just finished uh, Charmed and that releases August 27th um, in a week. I do a co-write rom-com series with Willow Astor. Amazing. And we just released our first one, Wanted Wetter Alive, released a couple weeks ago, and book two releases in two weeks. And that's called um, The Bold and the Bullheaded. So that one comes I love these titles. Yes. No. Oh, oh, they get better. So book three is called Another Mother Faker. (gasps) And that is gonna be um, a fake relationship trope. And book four is um, Don't Cry Over Spilled Milf. And that's <gasps> and five is um, Friends with uh, Benefactors. And it's going to be like a friends to lovers with a, a really rich guy. I think these are the most iconic titles I have ever heard of in my entire life. Oh, thank you. We love them. They're, Don't it's- Cry Over Spilled Milf. That is amazing. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm obsessed. I don't yeah, even, so I don't even know what these books are about. You don't even have to tell me what they're about. I just want them because of the titles. They're like, rom-com light family, like five siblings. The wanted wed or alive is a runaway groom. And um, so just a super fun family dynamic. And that one I co-write. So it's it's we just are having such a great time doing this together. So that one releases um June 24th. And then Charmed releases um August 27th and then book three in the rom-com series releases September 9th oh you are on your game right now (laughs) it has been I know it has been a crazy time and then I think Coco's book will release in October or November so um we'll see how the timing goes on that but yeah so finish the Willow Spring series and the rom-com is the G.D. Taylor series finish both of those um should hopefully I'll be out in 2021 and maybe like January of 2022 for the last one. Okay. All right. That's exciting. Yeah. It's super exciting. I am excited to jump into these, but we are going to move on to writing questions. Super excited. Okay. Portion. Um, but when did you realize that you wanted to be a writer or an author, I guess? Um, Definitely not like, you know, a lot of people knew growing up. I, I did not. I mean, I love to read mm-hmm. and um, 
the years when my kids were young, I didn't get to read as much as I used to. And as they got a little older, I think Twilight was the series that brought me back. You know, I, I read the whole thing so fast and then I was, the kids were older and I started reading a ton. And um, during that time, I had this story that kept replaying in my head and I would tell a friend about it at work and she was like, write it for me. So I wrote it and then she was like, you should self-publish it. And I did. It has since been taken down because it really wasn't ready to be. <laughs> I put it on a little quick, but so it was kind of a hobby back then, but then I just kind of got the writing bug and I thought about it all the time. I was um, still teaching. I taught kindergarten for 17 years and just retired two years ago to write full time. So, you know, it's a process. I just kind of got the bug and then I just did it whenever I could and decided to do it full time. Congratulations on being able to Thank do it. You. Yes. So are you a plotter? And also I just want to say that it's Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey. Those, <laughs> are, the ones that are, those are like iconic moments. Both of those. I mean, those. Not only were phenomenal in their own ways, uh, but they were like stepping stones for like romance. Right. They brought people out of their like reading slumps and I just had been in like mommy mode and work mode and never found time. And once I read that and got so lost in it, I, that was it. Yeah, I Love agree. It. Those two series are huge. So are you a plotter, a pantser, or like somewhere in between? I'm definitely somewhere in between. I, I like to have my main points. Yep. You know, I know the beginning, the end, something's in the middle. Sometimes I know more than others, um, but I don't always know how I'm going to get there. And so sometimes I'll, you know, start and then each book is really different. I'm sure, yeah. you know, like some are really plotted out and it just is easy. And I have all the, I know exactly what's going to happen. And other times I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I know where I'm going and they yeah. I just kind of let the characters take me there. So I'm definitely a mixture. Same. I'm on the, and I'm on the boat. I'm in the boat with you. You're I'm both too. Yeah. I think that's common. I think when I've tried to be really, like plot it all out. It didn't work anyway for me, to be honest. Like I ended up going a different way when I started writing. So I think I've just learned for me to give a little leeway and how I'm going to get to each place, but I'll know like some big things that are going to happen, some scenes that are going to happen and you know, how, how, where we're going, but I don't know exactly how to get there. Yeah. And also I feel like your characters change as you write too. So it's like, you have an yes. idea of what you want and then you're like oh but they don't think they would really do that at this point right. now because they've changed so much so right you get to know them right yeah and it's all just like a gambling thing it's like oh maybe we'll do this maybe we won't but we'll put it right in. <laughs> and sometimes you're writing and you're like wow I did not see that coming <laughs> yeah same same so do you have any interesting <laughs> writing quirks like when you sit down to write like you have to have like Twizzlers or some type of drink wear the same hoodie I do have a ton of liquid I've, like I mean right now not too big for you guys but I always have iced tea hot tea and water iced tea hot tea and water so I'm assuming that you drink I the hot tea first and then I drink the hot tea and then I always have an iced tea for after I love tea and then tons of water and I mean not really I mean every day is kind of different with with what foods I eat, but um, the dogs are always in here with me. We have a new puppy and we have an older Yorkie and we just got a Bernadoodle. So they're in here. So I'm always kind of, they're my little co coworkers. So I've got, but otherwise, no, I work in the same spot every day. I work in my office and I try to get it like I'm very routine. I try to start at the same time every day and, you know, pretty um, scheduled probably from teaching for years. I got on a, a schedule with that. So I do do that. I get up, I get ready. I come down here and I just dive in. But I, one thing I do do, I sprint, I do a lot of writing sprints with two really good friends, um, Willow Astor and Catherine Cowles. So we'll message in the morning. And even though we all three live in different States, we write together a lot. And that helps me, you know, some days it's, it's harder to get started, but when you have yeah. people that are holding you accountable and waiting for you to start, it definitely is motivating so we'll I also do that sprinting, huh? I also do that I also sprint even though sprinting gives me anxiety 
because yes. I have I have this like competitive streak where it's like don't look at how many words that they have just write your words but then I like look over and see that like so we have like an author friend group thing and right Stevie's involved in it so she's there I'm, too. I'm the PA for most of them so, so they oh I love that yeah so it's like a little MC, and we got this idea from April Canavan, and I'm going to keep shouting her out for that so she doesn't think that I'm jacking her shit, but <laughs> we got this little author MC, and we have like uh, MC names, like when we go into like the sprint, yeah. And oh so my gosh, I love this. We get on, and I'll be like, I'll be like working, right? I'll like look over and see that like Cat or like JC has like more words than me, and I'm like, oh no, nah, I gotta have like more words. <laughs> that is like, so funny. Oh, you can see while you're writing. Yeah, I can. What app do you guys use to sprint? Oh, nothing. I mean, we're we're like not tech savvy, so we just message on our phone. Like, are you ready? Or we'll text. I can send you a link. It's literally the easiest thing in the entire world. It's I called can, Obright. It's called Obright. Obright? And you can have as many people. I'll send you the link to it. Um, okay, thank you. But you literally can have as many people in the sprint room as you want. You can, like, name your room. Like, oh, that is like, so cool. So we just, we message, like, when we finish, we're like, we do 20 or 25 minutes, and then we'll message how many words we got. Yeah. And then we're like, let's go again. And we just keep going. And then we just keep sharing. We even do it with editing. Like if two of them are sprinting yesterday, I was editing. I'll set my timer with them for 20 minutes. And I'm just not allowed to look at social media. Yeah. You know, it keeps you from, cause it's, it's so easy to get distracted. Mm-hmm. And see, with uh, this, like it gives you a timer and everything. Like it has a timer, like, you oh my gosh. And you minutes. can custom, t- custom the timer too, to whatever yeah. you want. So you like write for 20 minutes and then it gives you like a five minute cool down where you stop writing and there's a chat bar where you guys can talk on the side. Super cool. Oh my gosh. Definitely send me the link. I love that. Right now. Thank you. No joke. If I do that, when I, I, I literally stress me out because I'm so competitive that I'm like, I gotta have more words. Like even if that is so funny. So, but I mean, it, it motivates me to do it. But it motivates you, and like there are. Days, oh, let me just let him out. I'm so sorry, you guys. You're fine. Do you know that means that Amazon must be here? So <laughs> here, Louis is on edge. But yeah, it's super convenient, super fun. Um, and I i mean, it motivates you to write with your friends. Oh, I'm going to check that out. It could probably just be like hitting copy and paste just because you guys know that if you guys have more words than me, it like makes me want to like have more words than them. But whatever, it works. Um, it's so funny. So I just sent you the link on Instagram. So so much. Oh, that is amazing. So what do you like to do when you're not writing? Um, I love, we love to float in the pool. Uh, my husband and I love to hike. I love hanging out with my kids and friends. Um, we love hockey and sports, football, all of that good stuff. I love to read. Yeah. Reader, so I love, I love when I am able to, like you, it's hard with when you're working on, and I've um, released a lot this year. So it's been busier than I'm used to. And I haven't been able to read as much as I normally do. And I do. That's such a great just relaxation and escape for me. I love just to not be thinking all the time, you know, about all the things I need to be doing. Um, but yeah, hiking, we love going to the movies, swimming, travel. I'm ready to start traveling again. Yes, same. Feel yeah. Like having fever. Yes, <laughs> we're ready. State. So like, yes, I need out. But um, no, so what is, my last writing question is, what does your family think about your writing and have any of them read your books? Um, my family's so supportive. Um, my husband is super, super supportive. He's read one. He's not a big romance reader, nor is he a huge reader. So I tell him a lot about, like, he'll let me talk through the plot and he does give great um, suggestions and insight to it. My daughter is in college, well, she is um, 24 and she's read most of them, but she's been oh. in school for so long. She's um, in grad school right now. And then my son is always like, mom, do you mind if I wait for the movie? I'm like, it's gonna be a long <laughs> sure. wait, buddy, but sure. 
Um, he's not a, he's not a, I mean, this is, and trust me, I don't like reading things that um, I don't want to read. So I always tell them like, you will not like it. If you're not a romance reader, I like yeah. angsty, sappy, sweet romance. So oh, it's a kitty. Um, so yeah, they're so supportive. And then all my siblings are super, super supportive. My parents are, everyone's really supportive and sweet. I don't I think- I can totally um, tell your husband's so supportive from like what happened the, the, like earlier, like before we got on, like that was amazing. Like- Oh, I went running out there. I'm like, help me. Yeah, he like pops on. He's like, hello, <laughs> can I, let me figure it out here. I love it. Oh, he's dying to be on. He would have loved to stay and, and <laughs> answer all the questions. We should, we should have you both on and do like a- husband of the author questions oh he would love it he's he tells all his friends that he's on the covers oh my god that's my dad why is this literally my father no joke my dad oh my god so stevie gives my my father like the hardest <laughs> time ever but like he oh he's a nutcase like when i have like because i go visit and they live in a different state so i'll go visit them and if we have a podcast i'll just do it in like you know one of the spare bedrooms or whatever and right. it has never failed that every time i do a podcast when i am visiting my father he like comes on and he's like what's up guys and i'm like and i'm literally recording like we are right now and he just like comes that's in. so cute and i'm like dad oh my god and then we oh, were i love that we were on with Lisa Suzanne and I, oh, I love her. Are you saying I will never forgive her for this though? Never. Because she was like, she was like, Oh my God, you need to get him on a cover. And I was like, absolutely not. And he heard it. And now he is just like, I'm going to be on a model. He's going to be on a cover. He's just like ready. And I'm like, Oh my God. God. That is so funny. Oh my God. Great cover model. I'm just saying. He <laughs> Please. I have literally heard this my entire life and it literally stresses me out. <laughs> dad on the, yeah, yeah. It'd be hard for you because it's your dad, but that is so funny. Gross. But yeah, it's just, it's so <laughs> funny. And he is just like, he, it, he's a nut and I love him. Super supportive. I, he's great. I love my dad. He knows that we have a great relationship, but that is my last writing question. And I'm gonna let okay. Stevie handle the reading once. You got it. Okay, so has a book ever changed your life or your outlook on something? I don't know that they that a book has changed my life, but it definitely impacts my life. And and I've read books that stay with me for a long time. You know, you read yeah. something and it's like you can't stop thinking about it. So I've definitely had that, and I've had many books that inspire me. And you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I loved that. Or touched my life for sure but um yeah definitely I mean I think books are it's it's such a gift you know you yeah. every story is so unique and and different and so yeah I definitely get lost in it and love it the book that changed my life was Stephen King that's who, that's who changed my life <laughs> shocker oh, really yeah nightmares and dreamscapes it's a collection of short stories by him and it's on my shelf in two different copies, but I, that's the book that changed my life. I love him. With a I love that. I'm going to have to read that. He, you, you know, that he writes scary stuff, right? Right. Okay. I was just letting you know. I was just making sure. But yeah, yeah. I literally yeah. I love him. He is, if I ever saw him, I think I would probably, I could die after and be happy. Like, <laughs> and yeah, he's brilliant. I mean, absolutely brilliant. Love him. Love him. Love him. All right. Okay. That was, that was my spill go. <laughs> so what attracts you to a book, the cover, the blurb, or the recommendation from somebody? Gosh, all three of those really, like, I do love a good cover. <laughs> Covers definitely suck me in. Like when I'm scrolling on Amazon or on Instagram, even I'm like, Ooh, and then you read the blurb and you like it even more. Yeah. So definitely cover and blurb. And then if I'm unsure about a book, sometimes I'll read a couple of reviews just to see. Yeah. And it's funny because even like sometimes something someone doesn't like is something I do like. So I'm like, oh, that doesn't bother me. It's like, uh, oh, there's so, too much sex in this book. All right, add it to cart. <laughs> right. I'm like, not a problem with that. Um, so yeah, all of it. I do think a good cover goes a long way. Absolutely. Me and Stevie are cover whores. So yes, that we are. I will buy books just based on the cover alone. Same. I literally Same. do that all the time. I'll be like scrolling, be like, don't even read the blurb. I love the cover. I'm going to put it on. Right. right. Love it same 
Um, what? Who are some of your favorite authors to read? Um, well, definitely, it's funny too that I that I write with Willow Astor and Catherine Cowles. I love their writing. Um, I've read all of theirs, and they're amazing. Um, Adriana Locke, I love. Marnie yeah. Mann is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys read When Ashes Fall. So two books that really, really um, affected me were uh, When Ashes Fall by Marnie Mann and In the Fields by Willow Astor. Both books, I mean, you will be crying in a mess and, oh, and yeah. they just stayed with me for a long time. So those are definitely, um, I love S.J. Silvis, um, Candy Steiner, A.L. Jackson. Candy Steiner! <laughs> I love my life. I love she does that, and Candy's been on the show before. So. I love Candy. Oh, yes. I, Candy's so nice and so supportive, and oh. so is A.L. Jackson. Like, everyone has been really, really kind and helpful that I've, um, you know, been able to meet through social media or at, at book events, or, but they've, it's yeah. It's just nice to meet, really nice. like, humble people who like to give back to the community, you know? And I feel right. like Candy, I have like a handful of people, but I feel like Candy Steiner is like the first person who comes to mind. Like if a newer, new author, like debut book messages me and they're like, oh, like who's somebody do you think that I could reach out to and would talk back to me? Candy Steiner is the first person I say. Like, yeah, she really does. She's, she's really helpful and supportive and yeah, um, yeah very, very nice. And, and her, she gives so much help to authors with her, wrangling the writer has been fabulous and i love that me too i've binged all of those love them. yeah same same she's great um do you prefer e-reader or physical copies so i love to collect paperbacks i love having them on my shelf i think they're so pretty but i read everything on my e-reader yeah that's me we're the same yeah, take it in your purse I'm, i take it in the bathtub i in bed you don't you know it has the light so yeah. I read, and it's funny, I fought it when I first got it years ago, my husband and kids got me one. I was like, I like the book. I do not. I, and I love it because my books are so nice. They're not all. Yeah. I don't ever read those. Those are there for right. They're like the art. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I, I definitely read on the e-reader, but I do love paperbacks. I had this argument with my husband. We, he was, I forgot to lock the door or something like that. And he was like, somebody's going to come in here and steal something. And I'm like, what are they going to steal? Like, I mean, we have nothing, like, what are they going to steal? And he was like, I don't know. Like we have electronics. And I was like, oh, they would steal my books. And he was like, I highly <laughs> doubt that they would they're going for books. your paperback collection. Yeah. He was like, I highly doubt they're going for your books. And I look over at my shelf and I was like, they're dumb as fuck if they don't, because I'm going to tell you right now, I got at least like three grand in this stuff. <laughs> like that paperbacks are expensive when you think about it like because I'll be on Amazon be like okay I want this one and I want this one I want this one I'll have like six books in my cart and that's like it adds up. that adds up and I'm like it you adds up very quickly it sure does so they're they're crazy so I'm just saying that if you're a thief go for the books right right <laughs> that's hilarious book. yeah and I have like special like limited edition covers and stuff like that so like and those like I know like one like Penelope Douglas has limited oh I love her same oh my god ma'am same I she has her first series she ever wrote there is one book on eBay that is like literally to purchase it it's like two grand because it's such a limited edition cover like there's only like one more of them left wow yep so, and I have limited edition covers in here. So like people are crazy if they don't. <laughs> right, right. Forget the laptop, forget the electronics. Steal <laughs> my books. That's hilarious. <laughs> what was your last five-star read? Um, the one I'm reading right now is Reckless Refuge by Catherine Cowles. And I'm, it's definitely a five-star and I'm about 75% through it and I'm loving it. Ooh. She writes some angsty, suspenseful have to read those. Um, romance. So she has me definitely hooked. So that one. And before that, I read um, Adriana Locke. I'm trying to remember what her latest release was. And I loved it. She writes a lot of small town and yeah. love all of her books. So she, I read right before this one. All right. So we are sadly at the last portion of our interview, but it's the okay. favorite part is it's trope questions. We love this section. So okay. what is your favorite trope to write and why? 
enemies to lovers and brother's best friend, just because of the push and pull, the, that tension and back and forth. I love that, like the banter, writing the banter of two people that like each other, but think they hate each other. And so probably enemies to lovers would be number one and a brother's uh, best friend, number two. Enemies to lovers is iconic. I think that's everybody's favorite. It's either right. the it's to write or read. Same, same. Yeah. So what is one trope you would eventually like to write and why? Um, I think it would be fun. I haven't written it yet, but I would love to do maybe a single dad. I think that would be a fun trope. Sexy fireman single dad with like, you know, a great dad with his little daughter would be adorable. So maybe that would be a fun one. I <laughs> thought I got it mostly mapped out. <laughs> I, I literally... I literally want to write a single dad and I kind of did, but he wasn't like the main character, but I want to write a single dad that is the main character. It's just, I don't know if I can because my dad was a single dad for most of my life. So it's like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can because it's just like, I am going to think, yeah, I'm just going to be thinking of my dad when I write it. And it's like, that's all, but that's how you get the best stuff. No. Not when I have to write like steamy stuff. Like I don't want to think about <laughs> right, you're thinking of him. I don't want to think take about him out of the equation. That's gross. So I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do it. I think that I could because you know, raised being raised by a single parent. It's just I don't know. I don't think I'll ever be able to, which sucks because I love those. But whatever. Yeah, I do think that would be a fun one. I a, a broody guy that's a great dad is. Yeah, great. So what is one trope that you'll never write and why? Um, I don't, I don't know of one. I don't think there's, I never say never because I never thought I'd be doing this if you had asked me 10 years ago. So um, I don't think there's any trope I would be opposed to. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm, okay. I'm open. I love reading new things and writing new things would be fun. So that's a good answer. I like that answer. Thank you. <laughs> Um, if you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? I love hearing these. You're my favorite. I know this is a, tr- um, gosh, that is probably a friends to lovers. That would probably be mm-hmm. closest to, um, I mean, as long as, as I get the HEA, I don't really, however you get there is fine. As long as you get there. <laughs> as long as you get there. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't want to be in a but, Nicholas um, novel. Yeah, but- probably friends to lovers would be a fun one. I love that. I just don't want to be in a Nicholas Sparks novel. Don't put me in that shit. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, like, no, no. Oh, we need a little you. more. We need a little more excited. A little more happily ever after. Thank you. Thank you. Like, <laughs> but I, um, that is our last question for you. However, this has been so fun. You have been so great and such a nice person. I we like seriously. I've loved talking to you. But, um, we like to leave you with a few minutes to talk about yourself, a release that you just had, a sale, anything of that nature, where to find you, pimp yourself out. The floor is yours. <laughs> oh, thank you guys. And, and I seriously, I'm so honored that you had me here. Thank you so much. This was so, I could talk to you guys all day. Yeah. Um, this was so fun. So we'll have to keep talking. Um, yes. Like we'll have to stay in touch after this. Um, Let's see. So I have the Monica Montgomery novella that's free. So if you're a, a Montgomery Brothers fan, definitely go grab that and join my reader group, Pavlov's Readers on Facebook. It's all on my link tree on Instagram, Laura Pavlov author, um, because we do lots of giveaways and um, art giveaways and stuff like that there. And it's it's a super fun group. So definitely follow me there. And yeah, just keep your eye out. There's so many books coming out soon. So definitely. And if you do read any of my books, I love hearing from readers. So definitely message me. I love to hear from you. And um, yeah, so I hope you love them. And I'm so happy that I got to be here today. Thank you so much. We hope that you have a great day and uh, we'll chat with you later. Okay. Thanks guys.